the brain fog is real. Uh oh. <laughs> so uh, that'll be fun to have a recorded record of me having mental fog. I uh, I think I was brain foggy for one or two episodes after my bout of COVID. So What's I, I totally the get it. Difference. of his smell he has estimated 90% of his taste but can he pinpoint where the zeitgeist is now can he say the word zeitgeist anymore we're gonna find out tonight and welcome back to zero credits the show where we talk about things my name's healthy henry and my name's uh normal i guess john and together we're Healthy Henry and Normal, I guess, John, coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of the zeitgeist in order to make the world more green. Yes, the world needs to be more green. Less, uh, less pollution. Yeah, can we cut that out for a second, please? Can we take a strong stance on the podcast and say less pollution, please, Mr. Government? Remember in the 90s when we were growing up and they warned us about acid rain? I do. Like, that was going to be a thing we could avoid. A daily occurrence was, uh, was I, it seemed as though, it's like quicksand, the John Mulaney joke. It seemed like acid rain was going to be a bigger part of my life than it ever has been. I mean, there was that report that came out recently saying that no rain anywhere on Earth is safe to drink anymore. Well, I think we're getting there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I was outside yesterday and it was uh, pouring down rain, a oh, historic yeah. rainfall for the Austin area after an almost two month long drought. Yep, 51 days of, of dryness. And uh, after reading that report about how uh, it, how no rainwater on earth is safe to drink anymore, rain stopped feeling so fun. Yeah, so yeah, we had two big storms two days in a row. Then a a nice, pleasant weekend, and then yesterday on Monday, historic flooding, the likes of which Austin has not seen in quite some time. Didn't it, like, flood Shoal Creek into the Colorado River? Yes. uh, Yes. Absolutely. Shoal Creek was... Oh, my God. Was flooding into uh, Town Lake, uh, the Colorado, that section of the Colorado River. Uh, a fun clip is on Reddit right now. Uh, the Shoal Creek Saloon, which backs up to the aforementioned uh, creek, you could see their back patio flooding because of the water. Yikes. Uh, not good. Our backyard turned into a swimming pool because we have Ooh. no drainage. That is it's a rental, folks. It's a rental. It's like a, yeah, it's like a Flintstones joke. It's a rental. (laughs) 
It's a rental. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Austin's wet again, so hopefully our grass comes back. It's not, for some reason. Maybe I need more torrential rain to threaten my house before the grass will come back. But uh, large swabs of my yard are still dead. Yeah, it'll take a few days, you know. It'll it'll really soak in there. Grass will come back, or it won't, and then you have to reseed, and then you'll be out a few hundred bucks. I'm not doing any of that. We're just going to have... Ooh, we could fu- we could pave it. We'll just pave it. Food, oh, food forest. A food forest? Yeah, just plant some things that turn into food, like some berries, some corn, whatever. Mm, yeah, that sounds pretty good. We've got <coughs> we've got, ooh, we've got packs of wildflower seeds that we could maybe just kind of like sprinkle around. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, get get some bees in this uh, bee. Yeah, I mean, listen, the bees need all the help they can get. I actually learned something about bees recently. What did you learn about bees, John? And I didn't mean to bring this up, but, like, I was over 30 years old when I realized that the act of pollination isn't, like, a conscious effort by the bees. Okay, please go on more about your homeschooling. Listen, I learned a lot in homeschool <laughs> about how Jesus told the bees that they needed to pollinate. I thought, yeah. for some reason, I thought that, like, <laughs> there was some beneficial relationship, knowing, some knowing beneficial relationship to the bees and the flowers in that, like, eating the nectar, they would, like, go and intentionally drop off the pollen somewhere. Yeah. No, they just get covered with pollen because the fuzzy little butts. Well, it, so it's not intentional, but it is It is two-party beneficial because uh, you get cross-pollinization uh, between flowers, which leads to new species. Yeah, and almost certainly, like, you know, the flowers didn't make that decision, but the flowers that, like, made a sweet sap that bees came and drank... Yeah. Near their pollen were the ones that survived. I don't know. It's it's crazy. I always thought that bees were these benevolent creatures. Now nah, they're just messy little guys with fuzzy butts who get covered in pollen. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's one of life's little uh, cute little uh, happenstances. But because of that, we have uh, plants that sustain life in us because of oxygen. I mean, listen, I'm I'm not knocking the system. I don't want it to sound like I'm critiquing what we've got going on. I'm just saying, if you want a good evening, spend three, maybe four hours on a Bing or Google image search looking up bumblebee covered in pollen, and you get to see some real hogs just lost in the sauce, just covered in pollen. Oh, man, they're crazy for it, but uh, be careful. Some of those... Oh, some of those sites are like NC7B. <laughs> NC7B? Not NB17? I said the C already. I was worried. I was worried if I didn't say the NC, you wouldn't get the reference. Gotcha. I, I gotcha. Yeah, just make sure that uh, Safe Search is on. Yeah. Uh, so, John, as the, one of the, uh, you are the one with all of the taste buds unlocked and ready to go. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm actually drinking a Waterloo Black Cherry Sparkling Water. Uh, I was going to drink a beer, but I actually drank my last beer an hour ago while we were setting up a fog machine. 
I have several questions. Uh, I'll, I'll take one. Okay. What is the purpose of the fog machine? Oh, it's secret. I really can't tell you. All right. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I would have also accepted to produce fog. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what it's for. Oh, okay. Well, good luck with your secret endeavors. And the Waterloo, for those of you who are not in the local area, is kind of like a LaCroix. Yeah, it's kind of like a LaCroix. As someone who, unfortunately, as I rapidly approach middle age, my consumption of sparkling waters increases every day. Uh, I would describe Waterloo as like more of a natural, tasty, but more aggressively bubbly LaCroix. Yeah, they turn up the bubbles and turn down the flavor. I really like the extra bubbles. I'm in it for the bubbles. The beer I was drinking was, of course, a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Juice Force (laughs) Hazy Imperial IPA. Oh my god. Uh, but that is that is gone. There's no more juice force in this house. Oh well thank God. I'm tired of hearing that long ass title of that drink. Well, I from my understanding from the intro, you've regained eighty to ninety percent of your taste buds. That is correct, John, and I've celebrated by drinking everything in my house. <laughs> Including bleach? exclusively bleach john we don't have many drinks <laughs> you you didn't have taste buds so you ran out of drinks so i gotta drink something i gotta drink something i gotta taste something yeah. never tasted bleach <laughs> you're right uh, and you never will of, again all right impressional young listeners please do not ever drink bleach in your entire lifetime uh goodbye yeah don't put bleach Anywhere near your body except on your eyebrows to make them look blonde and cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm just drinking a Coke Zero Sugar, though, because I did I, I did drink. Um, uh, tallied up. I all told, I think I had six drinks over the weekend, and that, that was, I hit it pretty hard. I mean, if your taste buds are back, who can blame you? Seven drinks. Forgot about the beer I had at Alamo Draft House. Too many. Too many drinks. <laughs> Too many drinks. Too many drinks, yes. And uh, just as a quick, we can't get into this, as a quick, uh, very quick Zero Credits recommends, I recommend the movie Bullet Train. It is phenomenal. Uh, Now, that is the uh, Brad Pitt vehicle directed by the guy who did John Wick slash Deadpool 2, right? Uh, That is correct. However, I, I do have to correct you. Brad Pitt does not drive the train. He is simply on it. He is simply on it. Gotcha. So it's not a Brad Pitt vehicle. It's a train. Ah, I see. I see. (laughs) I I should rephrase. It is the Brad Pitt in a vehicle movie. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. I apologize for my coughs. I'm still recovering a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's phenomenal, though. It, It has shades of everything everywhere all at once, but like turned up to 11 and very funny. Okay. I mean, if anything has shades of everything ever all at once, I, I definitely want to see it. Yeah. Not in the, like the, uh, the met, like it has a message it wants to tell. It just wants to have as much fun as humanly possible. Oh, so it's just crazy. <laughs> it's just, it's out, it's out of its fucking mind and it's great and it's amazing and I love it. I believe it's based on a Japanese novel, if I'm not mistaken. It absolutely is. Yes. Uh, I, I'm definitely interested to see it. I think the guy's name is David Leach, maybe. I, I uh, don't wanna, yes. 
Yeah. But uh, the he's he's a great director. Also, not to jump back too much, but uh, you tried those new Coke Zero flavors yet? I saw them in the store. I think one was called Wonderland or Playland or something like that. And uh, I I didn't I didn't want to risk it. I didn't even know if, if I had taste at the time. So I just I was just like I'm not going to spend money on something I don't know if I'm going to be able to taste. That is totally fair. I I'd like to try to uh, find one of these. By the way, it's Dream World. Uh, Dream but World. There's, there's yeah. one that I'm particularly interested in. Which one is that? Uh, that is, I believe, the newest Coca-Cola creation. Maybe it's the newest. Uh, earlier this year, Coca-Cola Starlight offered fans a taste of outer space. Now, a new Coca-Cola Creations offering presents the first ever Coca-Cola flavor born in the metaverse. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite will bring the flavor of pixels to life in a limited edition beverage that transcends the digital and physical worlds that's right baby we got gamer coke absolutely not we got gamer coke it mentioned the metaverse hard pass for our second expression from coca-cola creations we wanted to create an innovative taste inspired by the playfulness of pixels rooted in the experience that gaming makes possible uh, just Power as Pixels Power Digital Connection, Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite brings people together to share moments of capital, real capital magic. That's like saying, oh, in my painting and my art, I like to bring out the playfulness of the canvas. Like, it, it's a tool used to, to render color. How are pixels playful? How does a pixel have a taste? It's and just it, a, it's just a, rep- it, it's just light. <laughs> If it did have a taste, wouldn't it? Wouldn't? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you cut your entire tongue up on all the sharp edges of a pixel? There's like four of them. I'm just waiting for the Coca-Cola that's flavored like voxels. Isn't that it's got like, a lot more depth? Yeah, isn't that a 3D pixel basically? Yeah, volumetric pixel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then you can cut your tongue in many different ways. <laughs> I hate <laughs> this. The more that I read it. It's, uh, oh, please, go on. Similar to the Coca-Cola Starlight Drop, which featured an augmented reality AR concert on a can starring pop star Ava Max. No idea who that is. I don't a know A suite of immersive digital experiences will introduce fans to Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite. The centerpiece <laughs> is Pixel Point, an island created in Fortnite. Created... <laughs> Designed by Coca-Cola and lifestyle and gaming organization, PWR. Upon entry, players will discover Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite in the metaverse and interact with fellow gamers, capital capital G gamers, through a series of four sensory-inspired multiplayer minigames. Sensory-inspired, I guess? Yeah, yeah, the castle, the escape, the race, and the tower. Each oh, yes. immersive room poses its own challenges that can only be solved by working in tandem with fellow players to progress up the tower. Oh yeah, gaming. Gaming, you know, classic gaming. Four sensory inspired experiences. <laughs> I, uh, I, I swear, I drifted for a second, like just a second, and I was lost because of I. It was you were describing the drink, and suddenly we were in Fortnite. Yeah, listen, that this is no joke. What the modern world is, you can be experiencing anything, and then suddenly Fortnite is involved somehow. Yeah, so uh, I, you yeah. can't escape it. Just recently, I was scrolling my TikTok because I'm hip and cool and young, 
And uh, I came across not one, but seven, several thousand, 7,000 uh, TikToks of, of Goku flying around, shooting off Kamehameha's in Fortnite. And, and that makes no sense to me because Fortnite, as I understand it, has a younger demographic. And Dragon Ball is my demographic, so early 30s to late 30s. Uh, I, I just I don't understand <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball is now G.I. Joe for what G.I. Joe was for us is what Dragon Ball is now, which is it's what the generation before us liked. Yep, you're right. Uh, It seems silly. I think it whips the (laughs) fucking, I don't know, who's that guy who got banned from social media platforms? Andrew Tamed. (laughs) I thought his name, yeah. I have no idea who that guy is, but yes. Neither do I. But I think that that. it's awesome in Fortnite that you can be Andrew Tate or whatever, and you can Kamehameha Ariana Grande and then hit the whip or whatever. Fuck Fortnite. It's the best. Culture's culture's great. I love everything. No notes. No No notes notes about Fortnite culture. Maybe make the game fun so I can experience it. Other than that, you're doing great. Yeah, maybe not make it like a weird bad game and instead make it a fun good game. Yeah, just decide to make it a fun game. But listen, to close here, Coca-Cola, which has a long-standing connection to gaming, as evidenced by... Well, I can't really think of any circumstance under which i've ever associated coca-cola and gaming you know what's funny the fact that they mentioned that but uh their their direct competitor actually has a video game that was a it's it's an iconic cult classic of the playstation era pepsi man of course pepsi man Uh, pepsi man pepsi has a Pepsi products in general have a much stronger connection to gaming, whether that Mountain be Pepsi Dew. Man, Mountain Dew. Come on, man. Yeah. Sorry, Coca-Cola. I, I, I honestly cannot place you anywhere near gaming other than you're hooking up with Facebook's metaverse. Do, I mean, people are just throwing around the term metaverse. I don't know if I don't Wait, know if they really I thought it was a brand. I don't know if they're if they really mean metaverse or they're just saying you load into some shitty second life we created and we call it a metaverse. It's unclear um, and I don't care. I'm so confused by how these things get created. <sighs> okay, Coca-Cola, which has long-standing connection to gaming, first entered the metaverse, lowercase, uh, last year with its first okay. ever NFT, non-fungible token collectibles. Nothing Shit. fucking about that has anything to do with a meta verse no one knows what they're talking about in this article amazing i love it i i absolutely love it uh let's see on international friendship day 2021 four unique coca-cola nfts were auctions as a single loot box Uh, okay gaming 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 uh i I have uh most recently the brand announced a partnership with riot games as a partner in the league of legends wild rift and Wild Rift Esports. Oh, you know, Coca-Cola. Ah, they Synonymous sponsor... with gaming, getting involved with that game from 23 years ago. Yeah, they sponsor an esports team. They're very involved. Very involved with gaming. Uh, does Coca-Cola own Monster Energy? I don't even care at this point. <laughs> Maybe? If they, if they do, they're inexorably tied to gaming because they are in Death Stranding. But if they don't own it, then... 
whoever owns Monster Energy has a closer connection to gaming than Coca-Cola does. Oh, right, right, right. I do remember that tie-in, that famous gaming tie-in with Monster Energy drink and the game Death Stranding. That's how you recover your health, buddy. Yeah, you got to drink your monster. You got to convert the the souls of the damned into Monster <laughs> Energy drink. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's it's, I think it's really funny. I I played that game maybe once. I think you can craft monster energy drink. Yeah, and you need like water and I don't know. Society has collapsed due to time dilation, which is a thing that we cannot get into right now because I don't understand it. However, monster energy drink exists, and you can make it out of monster souls. Yes, you make it out of monster souls. Uh, oh. oh. Yes, you have a magic canteen that converts the time dilation rain into monster energy drink. Yep. Which, maybe it's not converted. Maybe that's what monster energy drink really is. Time (laughs) certainly does seem to go by faster when I drink a monster energy drink. They were the cause and the solution to the time dilation crisis. <laughs> you know, they say that no rain anywhere on Earth is safe to drink, but that's because it's monster energy drink. It's true. It's true. Death All Stranding right, well, is happening. Yeah, enough, enough, enough with the fluff. John, it's it's time to get into the nitty gritty. We, we've, been, we've been asleep at the wheel. We got to get back to our jobs. You're right, we need to cover everything that's been happening, unless it's sad or too complicated to talk about. Yeah, we got, we, we, tow, we tow a really fine line here on this podcast. Uh, unfortunately, I have sad and upsetting news to talk about. Great! Yeah, you wanna, do you want to do your thing first? <laughs> um, I, I mean... Is it is it smart podcasting to peak to keep people? You know, we got to do your thing because you said it's sad. All and right, I'll try to wring my thing out of it. So a while back, there were some headlines that were head scratching and perplexing, and uh, no one quite knew what was going to happen. Uh, but it turns out the worst has happened, John. Mm. And uh, of course, I'm speaking of the the discovery. And Warner Media merger. Yes. So, for those of you who have not followed this, because uh, I don't really think Discovery wants you to know, uh, AT and T used to own Warner Media, which includes WB, HBO, and a slew of channels that nobody cares about. Like I guess TNT, CNN, who cares? Uh, but AT and T realized they had no business being in the media game. They had no idea what they were doing, so they sold. The property to the highest bidder, who happens to be Discovery. Uh, yes, that Discovery, as in the Discovery Channel, and also the owners of HGTV and a slew of other reality-based TV channels. Mm. Uh, and so that that while that news was sort of shocking everybody, there was a forty-three billion dollar deal. Hands were shook or shaped, and then it all quieted down for a little while until uh, just out of the blue, WB started canceling movies. Yes, canceling a series of upcoming projects. Yes. Now, most of these were slated to hit HBO Max and not go into theaters, which triggered a whole discussion of well, what is a movie anyway? And if you've already sunk $90 million into a project, 
shouldn't you just release it? Uh, but the the prevailing sort of reasoning behind that was, well, if we cancel it, it's a tax break. Yes. That line has now been repeated hundreds of thousands of times as uh, I don't have his name quite here because I refuse to learn it. Um, there he is. Uh, David Zaslav. I don't know sure. how to pronounce it. Um, but he has touted that line time and time again as he has slashed the current or previous, because now it's done, it's a done deal, catalog of HBO Max of almost every single one of their HBO Max original cartoons. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, I have a full list of shows right here. Um but included in that list is Aquaman King of Atlantis, which was a hilarious uh, short little series about Aquaman. Uh, the uh, the adult animation show Close Enough, which followed some young parents and their friends. And the one closest to me, Infinity Train. Uh, all of these shows and more are gone, not only from the social media service HBO Max, they are gone from the internet. They have been scrubbed. Every single social media post, every single clip on YouTube, every single shred of evidence that these shows existed are gone. Uh, So, real quick, did, did you cover the dollar value of the content write down that they filed? Uh, no, please, uh, add, add more. Yeah. I think it's over like $850 million or something. Right. Uh, so essentially, uh, a write down on your taxes is essentially saying like, Hey, this asset that we said was worth X amount is now, uh, decreased in value by this much. And, uh, people do speculate that getting rid of all of this content was, uh, effectively like a, a shrewd, I don't mean shrewd in a positive way. <laughs> But like a, a, a cold, shrewd financial decision yeah, post-merger a, for tax purposes. A cold, calculating way to get out of distribution fees, royalties to artists, and in the end, value your catalog less so you can get a tax break. Yeah, great. Perfect system. Uh, this is a problem that I have had with what we have going on for a while and i think as these companies become more uh monolithic it becomes more of a issue so like it's not beyond the realm of possibility that uh you said infinity train was scrapped right correct it it is not beyond the realm of possibility that uh, in, in creating marketing material, social media posts, tweets, etc., about Infinity Train, that these were tagged uh, either on the website or or in a database with like, "Hey, this is Infinity Train content." Uh, and if they ever decided to cancel Infinity Train, you just delete records. <laughs> like you, you can delete entire episodes. And in fact, the the history of marketing around a television show can disappear. And like, no one really seems to be worrying about the fact that as we move away from physical media, like 
if a company decides to flip the switch on something, they can take it all away forever. Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. Co- n- not just the stuff. Like, it's not that they could just scrub those things, but if they were aggressive enough about it, they could scrub those things, go after pirates, issue DMCA notices, scrub social media networks of it. They could make hundreds, if not thousands of hours of creative work disappear. Yeah. It's it, it, so scary. That's what we're experiencing right now. Absolutely. Like the artists on, who worked on infinity train, the people who worked on infinity train was, were like, well, yeah, sure. You put your work out there and you're like, okay, well, yeah. in like 10, you know, five, 10 years, it, this will have been a moment in time and I will have moved on. Um, but at least it will have existed. Uh, not a couple of months later. <laughs> yeah, there is, we, art has never, I think, faced such a significant threat as the possibility of total erasure on the whim of a corporation. Like, it, yep. it's so scary. <laughs> and, and like, even just beyond the art, um, so HBO and Sesame Street had a pretty big deal where on episodes of Sesame Street were going to be available on HBO Max as well as like on PBS and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, they canceled that deal and pulled 200 episodes of Sesame Street off their, their service for a tax break. Like you're actively making your service worse for one of your key demos, which is young children. You're making your service worse and depriving young children of arguably one of the only bastions of like holistic education and entertainment available for a tax break. A very funny tweet. I I just, I, I saw earlier this week. I don't know who it was from, but it's like, imagine canceling Elmo for a tax break. <laughs> yeah, it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's, it's imagine, unbelievable. Yeah, These imagine kids have being... to go watch fucking Coco Melon or whatever. Or they have to right. watch some weird Russian AI-generated YouTube video about Spider-Man mm. jacking off the Joker. Yeah, yeah, those exist. But it's like, imagine you are the company that stomps down on Sesame Street. Like, I'm pretty sure Sesame Street has episodes about companies like that. Yes. I, uh, listen, we've never seen Big Bird's Wrath, but will we? <laughs> but will we? That That's a great question. Um, it's just, it's fascinating to see this, uh, play out. And, and it's been playing out over the course of like three or four weeks now. Just we get little bits and pieces, little insights into what this new discovery mega corporation is going to be like. Because uh, during uh, they had an investor meeting to, you know, kind of reassure everybody how things were going to shake out. And I, I saw one of the most cold calculating things I ever saw, uh, like just boldface. I, I guess like these meetings, of course, exist, but I just never thought that. They would break down their content by like viewership in a, the most generic way. It's like mm-hmm. so women like unscripted shows like HGV, HGTV and reality shows. Men like scripted shows like HBO. So those are the demographics we're going to target. And it's like. Well, aren't isn't anyone free to like anything anymore? Why do we have to break it down into these 
weird esoteric categories. I mean, that essentially that's uh, it's an issue you run into with any time you try to roll up summary statistics in that way is that you erase swaths of the population who enjoy certain things for certain reasons that are sacrosanct and unique to them. Uh, and, and there's no respect for those things whatsoever when you boil people down in that way. Uh, right. But like, man, I don't know if you've watched like regular TV lately. I, uh, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's bad. Fucking, it's awful. It is the most pessimistic, hmm. horrible dystopian shit. I tried watching HGTV cause I had like positive memories of watching HGTV when I was a kid with like Bob Vila and like, sometimes there'd be like a home renovation thing. It's all and property it's, brothers. It's it it's all different renovation shows that are the most like bald faced, like brain dead. It's like television clickbait. Like yeah. every five minutes, there's a cliffhanger about this fucking house where some like some <laughs> EP in the back is like not even an EP. Whoever's behind the camera. Uh, it's like, you got to look shocked when you break through that wall, because then we can cut to five minutes of commercials for <laughs> colostomy bags. And then we come back and then it's like, oh, you didn't realize that joist was there. It's awful. No, I, I no, I, I know what you're talking about for sure. And discovery uh, you, is behind this. They, they are. Absolutely. It's like, oh, we call it unscripted, but like it, it is the most scripted. It, <laughs> Like every every commercial break, every leading into commercial break is like this big deal. And when you get back from the commercial break, it's like, oh, okay, that was nothing. But we, we you didn't, you can't click away. Yeah, after I watched five minutes of commercials about like edible gabapentin I can feed to my kid, <laughs> uh, then we we go back and it's like it's just so awful. The, yeah, there has been this. This is a. A concern of mine I've had for a long time, and I'm angry about it. No network of networks has burned as much goodwill in as short a time as Discovery. Oh, absolutely. Talk about completely selling out. Being one of the few bastions of like high-quality entertainment education on television, and then just turning into absolute fucking garbage. Yeah, these were the people who brought us Mythbusters, which was like one of the only popular primetime shows that like valued science and the scientific method and like would would walk you through the steps of like creating the hypothesis and just like it had value in the explosions and entertainment. Like that was really great. And now it's just like what if the Megalodon was here today in Congress? Yeah, it's like Mythbusters was a generation-defining show. Like, YouTube would not be as popular, at least not have anywhere near the same kind of content, if it wasn't for the Discovery Channel. Like, the videos on YouTube that routinely get 10 million views in their first week are people doing, like, backyard science experiments, doing top-level science explainers about the kinds of thing that you would see dozens of hours of on the Discovery Channel every day. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The reason we're so starved for information. Yeah. The reason Vsauce was got so big is because they took away that content from television. So we had to go online. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Vsauce here. Yeah. 
What's up, Vsauce? No. What's up, Vsauce Nation? What's a big mommy milker? Oh, God. No, okay, never mind. I uh, like this drink. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, so Discovery, beyond that, like, it's just every move they make is is just the opposite of good will or good intentions. Because, like, you have, as a streaming service, you have one cardinal rule you, you should never break. You should never take content off. It, it it's it makes no sense to remove content from your platform other than like expiring contracts or agreements. Less content on your platform is less buy-in from subscribers. If you take away content, you're going to lose subscribers and you're going to lose revenue. It may, it, it, it you're the decisions are diametrically opposed to success. I mean, I think what you're making is a pretty good point, but I may be taking a more pessimistic read on it. Is this is maybe a, a a somewhat seismic shift where we are no longer prioritizing streaming. We are no longer prioritizing the the one thing that makes streaming services what they are today, which is people subscribe to them because they have a breadth of content that is completely unmatched by people's personal libraries or what's on TV. And maybe this is signaling that they no longer care <laughs> about yeah. that. And they know that they've got you and they can scrub your show from a service for a tax write off because they don't need that as a competitive advantage anymore. It could absolutely be that we could be witnessing as more companies like merge together and just own large swaths of catalogs. We could be witnessing the end of sort of the idea of a new show. We It's just whatever was old is new again. I mean, as corporations, all corporations, uh, but in this case, media corporations, continue to get bigger and bigger. They just become two giant Godzilla monsters slugging it out in a city. And what happens to people when two giant Godzilla monsters fight in their city. People get crushed. Yeah, absolutely. No one's thinking about the people when they're firing off those laser beams. Hey, as long as uh, as long as our taxes are a little bit less this year, even though we're a mega corporation who just shelled out $43 billion to acquire the catalog, then we're all we're all good. I don't we don't care how many people die. I mean, here's what sucks. I laid this out in a way that actually sounds pretty cool and that these are uh, like monsters of increasing size that are fighting. No, they're just like white balding dudes in Patagonia puffer vests in increasing size who are fighting in your city. You're still dying, but it's not even cool. Yeah, I, I just this this inspires no confidence in in the uh in discovery for me because it's it to me it shows they they don't respect scripted work and they're just going to push reality garbage on us while keep propping propping their entire streaming service on HBO Max's uh, catalog as like the draw-ins like, oh yeah we got game of thrones as long as it still airs on television as well uh, if anything streaming only, that shit's gone. I mean, listen, we'll uh, we'll get like King's Landing Reno renovation. Oh my god! 
We'll oh, get. Please. Um, I, I'm no. struggling to think of something. We'll get uh, Westworld uh, home makeover shows. <laughs> oh, it'll be hosted. I get it. Ah, there we go. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, it all sucks. It all. I'm just. Um, I thought. I thought maybe, just maybe, the combination of like Discovery Plus and HBO Max, all that would it would mean for me is I get to watch comedians on couches watching. Uh, I forget the name of the show. House Hunters. Yes. Because uh, there was a show that that sprung up in the pandemic and was actually pretty funny. Uh, it was just comedians watching very funny episodes of House Hunters. Uh, I thought that's all that it was going to be, but no, they're they're take they just I don't know, just don't remove content because all it does is reinforce the need for p- piracy in like a modern age. I mean, listen. Listen, baby and babies. Listen, babies. Uh, physical media. A lot of people think that means like VHS tapes, DVDs, Blu-rays, and records and CDs that you buy. Uh, it just means any physical thing that you own that holds the content you care about. And I don't care how it gets there. <laughs> I don't yeah. care how it gets onto the media you own. But as time goes on, the the things we care about are going to be even more imperiled than they are right now. And, like, we've had fucking 40 years to create some sort of coalition of people who are genuinely interested in preserving new media, and it is not happening. Yep. Like, we have had the entirety of the existence of new media to get people to rally around the banner of, hey, we need to protect this, and it has not happened, and if it hasn't happened yet, it's not gonna. No. Of course it's not gonna happen, because, I don't know, corporations would have to pay for it, and they're not gonna pay for anything, if they can help it. I mean, an ideal world, when we were faced with the idea of something like Netflix, we would have had people saying, like, there needs to be some kind of guarantee that this will continue to be available in the event of a bankruptcy or a sell-off. Like we, we should fight for the idea that art should continue to exist when a contract lapses. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There should be protections in place to protect art, but you know, I I just, like you said, if it hasn't happened by now, it's not going to happen. Listen, Hard drive space has never been cheaper. Yep. That's, and it's only getting cheaper. And you know what? A Yarg. platter hard drive isn't the end of the world. People try to tell you it is. It isn't. Yarg. Yarg. Indeed. The, the most baffling thing to me about all of this is just the star power involved. For that Batgirl movie that was going to come to HBO Max... It had a cameo of Michael Keaton as Batman. It was. It had a a part that Brendan Fraser was so excited oh to play. Oh my god! That, no, that makes me very sad. Yeah, it's like it, why can't and night like it was almost finished. You had sunk ninety million dollars on it. Just finish it. Yeah. What, what's the big deal? Just what? What? Just do it. I mean, just. 
just commit. <laughs> just make and, things. And not and not to get into it, because there's just no time to. But you cancel this Batgirl movie, and yet this Flash movie is apparently still gonna be on, even though the reign of um Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, thank you. The the reign of terror of Ezra Miller just continues. I, I say that, although he has now quote unquote apologized for his reign of terror. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. So if you can say oh, apologized for their reign of terror oh sorry it, it, it means to, an apology yeah. was was not enough right and, and apologize apologies to uh ezra miller i meant to say they and their the, there is there is no level of apology that is acceptable for right. what can be described as a reign of terror it was cross-country too that's the impressive part from hawaii to vermont I was in the same state as Ezra Miller, and I genuinely felt unsafe. Yeah, any minute, Ezra Miller could have walked into your room, taken your booze, and left. It's a it's a small state, and I had booze. And like the crazy thing is, like, okay, so we're making light of it. There, there, there are and non-binary light. people can walk through walls. I don't know. If <laughs> it's a power they have. Well, yeah, they. they... They're already walking through, I guess, the, the the rigid walls of gender normality that have been set up for, for years and rightly now are being taken down. So, yeah, yeah what's the walls up? walls of your ranch-style home stand a chance? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and, yeah, so there's some lighter crimes here, too. But there's also, like, I don't know, some weird, like, uh, alleged, I'm going to say alleged, like, grooming or sex traffic stuff happening i like there's some dark shit in there too yeah it's uh it's it's bad but listen the fans loved it when he entered the speed force <laughs> oh boy i think they just loved zach schneider the fans loved it when he entered the speed force is all i gotta say all i gotta say is you canceled this batgirl movie that was gonna have michael keaton's batman and brendan Fraser. And a breakout role. He doesn't need a breakout role, but a good role. But we're gonna keep the uh, the problem child Ezra Miller going. All right, you're showing us what you value, WB. Listen, they ran the algorithm, and they're like Speed Force versus something. <laughs> they they genuinely did actually run the program that runs in every old media person's mind, which is hmm, what we've done or or something new, right? Honestly, they probably saw Batgirl, and they're like, oh, women only like HGTV. They're not going to like this movie. <laughs> yeah, they're like, is it scripted? <laughs> <laughs> women don't hold like on, scripted. In Batgirl, how many houses does she run away? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, like, some poor sap, some holdover from WB was like, uh, actually, we were thinking comic book fans, uh, or, or I guess in your world, men would be yes. watching this movie and they're like it's got girl in the title you idiot yeah men can't watch girl you men don't watch girl men watch batman batman yeah. batman in the title maybe change the title of this to batman <laughs> we have something to talk about it's <laughs> that's very funny i don't know i just I'm sad about the state of entertainment because it's like, why won't these fucks just fucking retire? 
Yeah, just let good people take over. Except to reach certain levels of power, I don't know that you can be good. Yeah. Well, honestly, just stop messing with creative, you know? Do your little budgets, do your little accounts, do whatever. Just don't make decisions that limit creativity. Yeah. I mean, it sounds simple. I know. Because it is, and you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my my, my upsetting news. Well, at least Matt Reeves signed a multi-year deal for more Batman movies, so that's good. That happened Maybe today, he'll direct yeah. a Batgirl movie. Um, That'd be fun. Who knows? Uh, well, I know we just talked about something really depressing, and we have a, I don't know, relatively precious little time to talk about, but I do have a little bit of more lighthearted news for the podcast. Oh, thank God we needed some. Listen, I know what everyone on this podcast who listens to this podcast is clamoring for what everyone cares about. Uh, so I'm here to give you some good news, Henry, about apes. Did you say apes? Everyone who listens to this podcast, big ape fans. They like apes. Big ape fans. Call them Jane Goodall. Uh, but I, I don't know if, actually, we talked about this pretty extensively on the podcast. You and I were pretty caught up in this whole, I hate that it is now called this in the zeitgeist, but meme stock thing that was happening. Oh, right. Apes, apes are strong or go apes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we, we were in that. That was two years ago. Uh, it's, uh. Things have progressed for some of these companies that were part of them. By the way, I hate when people say meme stock because what they're just, they use meme stock to like put things under a rug so they don't have to think about the implications of the fact that the market is almost entirely speculative at this point. Uh, No one wants to worry about that. So they just say like, oh, this stock shut up a hundred and this stock shut up 1400% because it's a meme stock. Uh, no, dude, we live in a very volatile market that's dictated by animal spirits and the whims of very powerful people. Uh, but don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, a number of companies were implicated in the, uh, the meme stock cohort of the time. Of course, the big one, GameStop, but you also had your Bed Bath & Beyond, your BlackBerry, uh, and of course your AMC Theaters. Right, yes. Uh yeah, of course GameStop was the big one that ha- that had the uh, the motion behind it, but there were detractors and people trying to get you distracted to invest in some of these other companies, one of which was AMC. Yeah, I think the pitch for AMC at the time was like, "Oh, movie theaters will, m- will take a comeback, we'll make a comeback or uh there were there were some Wall Street bets people who were like trying to make AMC happen. Uh, AMC is never going to happen. But I mean, GameStop at least had like the um, that guy from Chewy really turned Chewy around. So like, I kind of yeah. get, kind of get it. But for AMC, uh, I feel like AMC was kind of like the guy who gets into something kind of late. Like he gets into Beyblade, <laughs> like right when <laughs> the other kids are stopping playing with Beyblades. Oh but, no. But because everyone exited Beyblade right when his excitement was at the peak, he became bitter and then made Beyblade his personality. 
which is what AMC has done, unfortunately. Uh, not made Beyblade their personality, but they've really leaned into it, particularly AMC CEO Adam Aaron. Uh, you might have seen a few things pop up in the news over the last couple years of AMC saying, oh, we're going to start accepting cryptocurrency for movie tickets. Or if you own X amount of our common stock, we'll give you free popcorn. Or, oh, we might, we might create like special AMC NFTs for people. Like they're really oh, trying to lean into this kind of latter day meme stock gas that they got right uh, and they have not stopped doing so well yeah it's the only game in town right uh, it is the only game in town especially for a company that has nearing 10 billion dollars of corporate debt uh they've done something that i i think for the real f heads out there that's right finance heads uh is pretty unique and i don't know that any company in the history of companies, has ever done this? Oh no, they're giving away free popcorn <laughs> if you have enough of their common stuff. Actually, that is another thing they were trying to do that no company, I believe, had ever done before. Uh, but no, essentially, what happened is that they uh, obviously theaters are still struggling, box office numbers are still lagging behind where they were pre-pandemic, though they are going up. Thanks in no small part, to Dragon Ball Super Superhero, the film event of the summer, apparently. Uh, number one movie in the nation. But uh, they were in- anticipating issuing more common stock to raise capital to get through the remainder of the pandemic. I think they have, obviously, a bunch of corporate debt that uh, is actually in excess of a number of their competitors who are potentially seeking bankruptcy or merger within the next coming months. So AMC is in a pretty hot water. Uh, and of course, for a, for a quick primer, companies issue common stock to raise capital. They're trading ownership in the company for money to fund their operations. I think ostensibly everybody should know that. Uh, but stakeholders or shareholders rather have to say you can issue more common stock. Uh, so uh, Adam Aaron went to his shareholders in a shareholder meeting and held a vote to issue additional shares of common stock, and the shareholders said no. Oh, oh, wow. Uh, yes, it, it is not terribly uncommon for that to happen. Of course, they don't really want it to happen because it'll dilute their stock position. Exactly. Okay, right, right, right. So what AMC did was something pretty fucking crazy. Uh, they created a preferred share class, which they can do. Uh, they just kind of have to sign some paperwork. Uh, but essentially, they created a preferred share in AMC called APE. Ape. Oh, wow. They so call they're tapping, it... Yeah. They're tapping right into the actual, like, I, I don't want to say meme, but the jargon of... of the uh, the Wall Street bet people, yeah, absolutely. the The Wall Street bets people refer to themselves as diamond handed apes when they hodl the stock, uh, or whatever. Exactly. The fuck. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it, it highlights that we're all just you know dumb dumb humans, and if dumb humans can do this and have diamond hands and and 
you know, make hedge funds go bankrupt, then it's even funnier, basically. Exactly. And they are leaning into this hard by issuing this uh, ape preferred uh, share class. And essentially what they are doing is that for every share, I believe it's for every share of AMC stock that you have, they will issue you one share of ape as a dividend. So essentially, they're paying you out in a preferred share for having a share in AMC. Essentially, what they did was they did kind of a two-to-one stock split. So if you see AMC's stock drop by about 50%, that's why it happened. They're, They're potentially diluting their stock by 50% because Ape... In uh, in the charter written for the ape preferred share class, they say, hey, in the future, you can probably <laughs> convert this to common stock. Oh, so probably. A, it is a weird end around to do a stock split, but it's pretty smart because they found a way to get additional equity onto the market. Now, no one's buying any, so they're not raising funds for it immediately. However, in the charter for ape, they said that they plan, I think they've given out like 400 million, no 40 million or so ape shares, but they in the charter say that they withhold the right to sell up to a billion shares of ape. Whoa. That's too many. So they've created a preferred share class to raise funds. Essentially doing an end around on their shareholders and tanking the price of the stock by 50% for the potential promise of being able to convert these to common stock in the future. And in fact, did something even a little more insidious than that. How can it get even more insidious? <laughs> so preferred stock has a very special place in the payout of corporate responsibilities in the event of bankruptcy. So when a company goes bankrupt, they have to pay their uh, creditors first. So they have to pay corporate debt. There's no way around that. Corporate debt always gets paid first. Uh, however, when you... Uh, pay when you go bankrupt and have to pay people for the shares of the company they own, people who own preferred stock get paid before people who own common stock. Okay. So if they never convert these ape shares to common stock and they keep them as preferred stock and they sell them, they can actually sell them at a significant, uh, difference a significant like margin above what they're selling amc stock for because the people who own the ape stock would get paid first in case they went bankrupt and because they're a movie chain they're they might go bankrupt i was gonna say they're probably gonna go bankrupt but it's more likely than other companies that they're gonna go bankrupt so people would be incentivized to buy into this new ape share class does that all make sense but then you're okay so if the company goes bankrupt, they have to pay out their corporate debt first, and they're linking their corporate debt to this ape stock. So 
the people who own the ape stock get paid out before the people who own the common stock? So really, it's it's essentially like if you uh, if you foreclosed on something, right? Let's say you're a corporation. You have to pay your debt first, like people who have literally given you loans. Okay. Legally, you have to pay them first. And then after you pay the people who have literally given you loans, you have to pay the people who have a stake in your company. Right. Uh, because you went bankrupt. So with the remainder, after you pay your corporate debts, you have to pay your shareholders. Uh, the people who own preferred stock in your company get paid before the people who own common stock. Oh, okay. They're all fighting for the same pool of money, but the people with preferred stock get their money first. So it's right. possible that the money would dry up before everyone who owns common stock gets paid. So by making this preferred stock, they're saying, you you know, hey, our, our future is... In, in flux, if you really want to bet against us, get this ape stock because we got to pay you out before we pay out everybody else. Yeah, they're essentially putting people in a position where they have to buy the ape stock if if they're aware of the financial troubles AMC is in, which means that the ape stock could almost certainly be issued at a higher price, allowing AMC to essentially do a two-to-one stock split and tank their original AMC stock price, split it into two different kinds of shares, and force people into the more expensive share class. Oh my gosh. It feels like something that someone would have tried already and the SEC would have made illegal. (laughs) It really does, yeah. Like, the way you're outlining it, it's like, well, if every if, if this works, how come every business isn't doing this? See, that's my question. I need to do more research because I was this might be one of those things that's so genius <laughs> that no one had ever thought of it, but obviously someone had. Uh and I don't know that it's uh truly genius or not. Right. But uh I don't know. I I had the same question. I was like, why wouldn't everyone just issue everything as preferred stock then? Uh, I mean, I guess the only thing is like you need the you need that that hype, you need that buy-in, you need a you know the groundswell already there, and because AMC happened to be a quote-unquote meme stock, they've kind of got the people who are trying to prop it up. They're like, look, we can be a GameStop too, even though they're they're not and they can't be. Um, and AMC is by far the inferior product for those with choice in, in America when it comes to. Uh, watching a movie, but yeah, so maybe they Unless already you're had... like a big Nicole Kidman fan. Yeah, if you love Nicole Kidman, then yeah, you probably own several hundred shares of Ape stock. Yeah, big time ape, <laughs> big time ape. I don't know. Like you said, it seems I don't. It seems weird, and it's like you you don't want to go out of business, but you're incentivizing people to buy this preferred class stuff in case you go out of business. <laughs> you're in a very unique position in the market where you want people to want your stock, and you also know that the people who want your stock know that you're probably going to go bankrupt. Right? Which, uh, does not. Does not happen very often. I know preferred stock like can't vote and doesn't have the same rights. I don't know. I'm going to have to look into this. But it, l- once again, it's something that feels like it should be illegal. It, it, I think the world is just kind of 
not to borrow too much from Stephen King's The Dark Tower series, but it feels like the world's kind of moving on. <laughs> uh, like moving on from the meme stock thing? No, it's just like the whole world entirely is tired, oh, yes. of, is tired of being. And we're all just sort of – this is the last gasp for a lot of different corporations before we all just collectively move on from this to whatever is next. You know, I, I think that is a, a very apt description of the feeling of what late stage capitalism feels like. Yeah, it's like th- get your last millions of dollars in because like this shit can't last forever. <laughs> yeah, this is this is ending. We're tired of it. You're obviously tired of it because you're you're trying desperation schemes and, and crazy shit and canceling Sesame Street. <laughs> We're all just tired. Let's time out and just live our goddamn lives. I mean, if we've gotten to the point where huge corporations are canceling Sesame street and giving people magic semi-legal apes, like (laughs) this, this isn't tenable. The human mind wasn't meant to live like this. No, no, it really wasn't. And just to bring it all full circle, Coca-Cola is like selling digital soda in a video (laughs) game or something. We're clearly done. We're we're out of ideas. There's we and and we're so out of ideas. We're canceling previously done ideas to make room for for the ideas we don't have. <laughs> we are erasing content for the tax write off so we can make metaverse coca-cola give people (laughs) fake apes right no it's like when your hard drive is full it's like well maybe if we delete some stuff it'll run faster and it's like all neglecting the fact that the computer is 30 years old yeah and the stuff you're deleting is right out of the program files folder oh yeah it is you are deleting system 32 you you're getting rid of integral files that boot up the computer and make it run for the sake of getting the tax break <laughs> yeah so you can issue some semi-legal ape which is of course bonzi buddy yeah uh bon bonzi buddy <laughs> you don't worry bonzi buddy you lost me it was uh it was a popover you could install on like windows 98 where there was like a purple ape on the screen who would talk to you but it was loaded with malware and viruses is that what that thing was yeah bonzi buddy i've seen pictures i've we never fell for any of those like things that would pop up on your desktop or whatever but i've seen pictures of course of course everyone's seen pictures of bonzi buddy yeah it's like a malicious clippy (laughs) yeah my uh my hip-hop name is malicious clippy (laughs) name of the episode's got to be malicious clippy well we did it we found the name of the episode and uh i i think that probably means that the episode's over yeah i think it does if if nothing else i'm kind of running low on breath (laughs) i mean you haven't coughed that much so you sound like you're on the mend yeah i'm just uh I'm, I've been doing this new thing where I pause when I speak so I can breathe. It's phenomenal. Uh, it makes you a lot more pleasant to listen to. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you're just as unpleasant to listen to as always. Uh, I think the worst thing for your health, I think the worst thing for your health is if you had to say in a high energy way a lot 
of uh, prescriptive things back to back. Yeah, you know, but honestly, it's all, these days in my recovery, it's all about pushing the boundaries. It's about all about doing a little bit more each day in order to build up that energy. Uh, so I'm going to take this challenge on like I, I take on all of my challenges uh, head on until I fall down. I like your doctor. One week after you have a debilitating virus, just just go headlong. Test the limits. I mean, I I, I have to attribute my co-host who forced me to edit two of two two weeks in a row. I'm I'm already pushing boundaries every day. L- listen, I'm honored to be your doctor. I think I might have cut that stuff out of the episode. I really don't know. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I said a lot of mean words to you. If I. If you want to get in contact with us and say mean words to us, uh, we welcome it. All you got to do is contact us on Twitter.com. You can tweet at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. And I believe John knows what that stands for. That's right. The new zero credits preferred stock share, HOG, HOG. If for listening to this podcast, you get a share of hog. You can cash that hog in in the metaverse. You can see that hog in the metaverse. There are four sensory related hog games you can play in the metaverse. Use hashtag codename. Use 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 hashtag hog for fifteen percent off of a hog coin. Non fungible hogs. Now, unfortunately, it takes about 50 hog coins to get exactly one digital can of the new flavor of Coke. So you got to use that hashtag a lot to get enough coins. Uh, But if you want to send us a longer message via email, you can send us an email to email at zerocredits.net and uh, we will address it when we notice it. So if it takes a while, we're sorry. Uh, we're also on a number of podcast scrapers, most of which are finally catching up. Maybe they're not. I can't control this shit. It drives me insane. I found an, a one. I f- John, I found a podcast scraper. I can't remember the name right now. That stopped at episode one seventy three, and it's like, what? Where? Where have you been? What? Why are you? Who? Who are you? Why? Uh, but we're on Pod Scraper. Uh, that's not one. We're on Good Pods, Pod Chaser. We're on Podcast Addict. We're on all of them. If you could do us a favor, wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you could leave a rating and a review, we would appreciate it very much. And for those of you on that one ill-fated Pod Scraper, uh, please know we have more than 173 episodes. I don't. You wouldn't be able to hear this, uh, but I hope one day you do. Uh, but the most important thing you can do for us right now, right this second, is tell somebody about this podcast. Stop listening to the podcast and tell somebody about it. Uh, tell a friend, tell your mailman, tell your milkman, if that's still a thing where you live. Uh, tell your mom. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So please tell everyone you can. We are a podcast and we no longer have COVID. Now, one thing that I forgot to mention is that there are tasting notes associated with Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite. Oh, the way, like official tasting notes? Official tasting notes from the Coca-Cola website. Okay, let's go. 
Uh, its bright upfront is reminiscent of powering up a game console, and its refreshing finish is that of the perfect gaming companion. <laughs> so, its bright upfront taste is your Xbox 360 red ringing, and its finish is an anime pillow lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. <laughs> Ah, well, from everyone here at the Zero Credits Bright, Refreshing, Powering Up a Game Console Hogcoin Studios, uh, we would like to wish you a happy week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.